my wheels on fire and do a jump. At night, it could be quite spectacular, don't you think? Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Feeling good, Lewis? Those 80s kids remember. Welcome to Those 80s Kids Remember. I'm Andy. I'm Brian. I'm Craig. And I'm Rusty. And for this episode of the show, Beijing Mr. Herman, (laughs) 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 we are going to be talking about the one and only P.B. Herman, um, as played by Paul Rubens, and I guess Paul Rubens as well. It all kind of goes in there. So this should be a fun topic for us to talk about is Pee-wee was um, a huge icon of the 1980s, so beloved by so many, which just came tumbling down in the 90s, the poor guy. But uh, yeah, let's let's start with Pee-wee and um, Pee-wee's origins, I guess. Apparently it was from the Groundlings. In Los yeah. Angeles. Yeah. I read uh, that. Was he, in the, that was in the 70s, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. In 1970, yeah. he joined the Groundlings. I think Pee Wee, the character Pee Wee, came a little bit later in the decade mm-hmm. um, as a stage act. Uh, he would also have like random little cameos and movies back then, too, that I didn't notice was him until Pee Wee well, blew up in the 80s. And then you look back and he's in a Cheech and Chong movie as a waiter. And I'm like, that oh my was, God, that, that's Pee Wee. Snorting Pee-wee Coke. Yeah. Debut. <laughs> Actually, the debut of Pee Wee Herman was in a Cheech and Chong movie. Right. Yeah. Cheech and Chong's next movie. Yes. And then um, he was in Nice Dreams as well, which I think is the the movie you might be talking about. Yeah, Brian. I think so. Yeah, like that's the, yeah, he's listed as nice Hamburger dreams. Dude because his main line yeah. is yeah, the guy from the Hamburger Train, right? Hamburger Stand or something like that. No. <laughs> yeah, the Hamburger Train. But yeah, so. Yeah, started in the Groundlings um, with his character Pee Wee Herman, and interestingly enough, uh, Phil Hartman That's also right. worked uh, with Pee Wee in the Groundlings and was part of the the creator and writer and performer of his stage show, which went on. I believe I think it was eighty or eighty one uh, went on to be an HBO special when they recorded the stage performance of uh, the Pee Wee Herman show um, at the Roxy Theater. <laughs> and it was a huge, huge fucking hit on HBO. I remember seeing it as oh, a I kid. Do too. Just the funniest fucking thing. And we yeah. would watch it over and over and over and over again. It was the same kind of shtick done over and over again, but it was always funny. Yeah, it was great. And Phil Hartman in that, Captain yeah. Carl is Captain Carl yeah. in that, and Jombie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little mecca like a high. Yeah, John Paragon as as John B. And there's on YouTube you can find uh uh John Paragon and, and Paul Rubens on the gong show. Yeah. Really? Multiple times. Really? They were like regulars on the gong show. He also was on wow. the dating game three times, apparently. <laughs> I saw really? That. As as, as Pee Wee Herman. Not as Paul <laughs> Rubens, but as Pee Wee Herman. Wow, that it's I kind didn't of know. like That's a funny. it's it's kind of like a an Andy Kaufman kind of yeah kind of going on getting mm-hmm. really you know because um, method into it because the female members I'm sure had no idea that this that this guy is a put on. <laughs> well, I don't know if he ever did he win any any of the uh, shows. Does it say? I if he actually it doesn't won? say. I I I would be surprised if he did, but. 
but I, I am curious to see this now. But it was the, it was the dating game that he was on. Yeah, the dating game. Wow, same uh, show that Rodney Alcala was on. Craig, is yeah, that his name. Yeah, yeah. serial killer. <laughs> oh wow, there was a bunch of people that were on that. Yeah, Mark, a lot of actors. Yeah, yeah a lot of actors would once. do it to kind of break into television. Which is kind of a weird way to break into television, yeah, if you honestly. ask me. Well, it was, <laughs> it was really their weird. it was their reality TV of the time, exactly. I guess. I guess so. Yeah, Pee Wee became such a big part of Paul Rubens. I would imagine Paul Rubens became lost a little bit himself, well, and that's to that kind character of, because the character was so big. Oh yeah, and you know, and that's kind of um, I think there was maybe some misunderstanding of. Not actually being, you know, that Pee Wee was an actual character. Right. That it was actually right. a guy mm -hmm. by some, anyway. I but, think some, um, some people were actually disappointed to find out, oh, it's not a real guy. This is Paul Rubens. What? Right. Paul who, 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 <laughs> Paul, who, who was that? Yeah. Right. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure during Pee Wee's Playhouse, he was contractually, he couldn't appear as himself. Oh, oh really? Oh, wow. God. Okay. Wow. Damn. Fuck. Hardcore. It was hardcore. Well, <laughs> he he developed the character, I guess, because uh, they were they were putting together these characters that people might see at a comedy club, but who were terrible and would never make it as a comedian. And Rubens himself could never remember jokes in real life. Ah, okay. And so, really, he, and he was like nervously standing up there, going, you know, with the. <laughs> you know that whole thing, and then yeah, like, yeah, and then and then like when somebody to heckle him, he'd be like, "I know you are, but what am I?" You know that whole thing. <laughs> and the uh, suit, the suit was borrowed from Groundlings director, and the later checkered clothing it says and persona largely lifted from manic 1950s children's TV host named Pinky Lee. Not familiar with the work of Pinky Lee? No, neither am I. And I don't even remember a checkered suit or but, a checkered. Oh boy! If you if you Google Pinky Lee, yeah, you can definitely see it. I'm looking at this picture right now of Pee Wee Herman at the. Uh, see, I even call him Pee Wee. I don't call him Paul. He's at the Academy Awards in this picture. I'm looking at giving an interview, and he's you can tell he is totally in character too. Just a funny ass character. I, I hadn't known this until I was looking into it, but uh, yeah, he was on a few episodes of uh, sitcom called Working Stiffs with. Michael Keaton and really uh, Jim Belushi. Wow, didn't know that. That's on really? YouTube too. I watched really? a little bit of it. It's it's uh, yeah, it's just yeah, it's pretty pretty standard bad uh, sitcom from the period. Who is Jim? You said Jim Belushi and Michael Keaton were in it. Yep. Okay. Didn't know that. Yeah, he plays a nerdy character, believe it or not, uh, called Heimlich. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> he also auditioned for Saturday Night Live. Yes, but he I lost to too. Gilbert Godfrey. Mm -hmm. Of all people, what a bad, <laughs> horrible choice! I know. Wow. But probably better for Pee Wee. I don't yeah. think Pee Wee would have made it. I mean, no, not on that show. I don't think so either. No, it, it just wouldn't have been the right thing. Yeah, and adhering so much to a single character, right? Um, exactly. I, I, yeah, I heard some stuff about him and Phil Hartman, like arguing about that that he had adopted Pee Wee as his like his persona for everything. Yeah, but I, I would probably wouldn't have worked well. Just an Ed Grimley that never stops right. being Ed Grimley. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, 
Yeah, it just kind of reminds you of Martin Short kind of joining SNL and bringing all of his SCTV characters over to there. It was just kind mm-hmm. of, you know, like a one show pony kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. In 84, Pee Wee sold out Carnegie Hall, too. Mm-hmm. Wow. And he made really? appearances on Letterman. Yeah. And he oh, kind I of remember him being on Letterman. As Andy Kaufman came up, he was kind of so Andy Kaufman, Pee Wee, Penn and Teller, like there was this kind of stable of Letterman guests that were yeah. once in a couple of months. Yep. Yeah. I know. And then that was leading up to um, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, uh, the movie I believe re- released in 1985. Um, huge success of a movie. Um, I it kind of it's kind of weird that it took that <clears throat> many years between his HBO special to make that movie but i guess maybe hollywood worked on a different timetable in the 1980s i guess um, yeah you know i saw that nowadays movie. yeah go ahead, go no, ahead. I, I saw that movie on the big screen with my daughter about two years ago oh yeah it was oh, really cool just to see it on the big screen again yeah I, I listened to an interview where he was talking about all the heat that he got because he was like that hbo special was such a big yeah. deal in la at the time and then by between 81 and 83, apparently that, as far as uh, movie studios are concerned, that heat was gone. And that's why he went mm. on that tour to try to generate Pee-wee buzz again. God, yeah. Pee-wee, Pee-wee, generate Pee-wee buzz. That just, <laughs> that just sounded weird. I don't know why. <laughs> that would come to mean a whole different thing yeah. in about five or six years' time. Yeah. You guys have never generated Pee-wee buzz before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Cost you money. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. I, when Pee-wee's Big Adventure came out, me as a kid, when that movie came out, that was that was the first I'd ever seen of him. Me too. Really? Yep. Me I'd too. never heard of yeah, him. Me too. Seen him before. Yeah. I, was I, like, well, I watched the HBO stuff after the Big Adventure. Actually. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. I kind of discovered it after. Wow. I was like, oh, this is cool, and it's kind of a different Pee-wee. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The the <laughs> HBO performance, it was very um, adult oh, yeah. oriented with some innuendo in there, for <laughs> sure. Wrong, but I think he wore mirrors on his shoes. Yes, he did. You can <laughs> yeah. look up Missy Vaughn's wow. dress. Yes. Yeah. See, that, that element was gone in 85. Yeah. Yeah, there was a absolutely. family friendly Pee Wee for that. Yeah. But that's a perfect movie. I mean, it, it, the pacing of it is is amazing. It's just amazingly well done film. Yeah, it's hysterical is. and still holds one of my up. favorites. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's the it's the best. I remember. I haven't seen it in like ages, but I still remember so much about it. Every just about every scene of that movie uh-huh. is memorable. There's oh, something yeah. that hooks you and drags you in. Just him cleaning his bicycle is hysterical. I mean, yeah, it's just yeah. every every scene is funny as hell. <laughs> la, la, Chris, la, la, la. <laughs> Race is cleaning the little lion's head teeth off. Brisk, 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 brisk. The fact that he's eating Mr. T's cereal in the morning. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Breakfast. It's like you, you watch like one of the uh, reaction videos where you get like millennials watching older movies. I watched one. I can't remember which one it was. Of somebody watching Pee Wee's Big Adventure, and they're like, 
and they're like, like, is this like kind of like a horror film sort of in a way? <laughs> she's like, for some reason, she's like, it's funny, but it's kind of disturbing me at the same time. I can see that. Wow. <laughs> you know, what's funny about that breakfast scene is there's so much being cooked up. There's pancakes, there's all this stuff. And all he reads is like a couple of bites of his cereal and he's out. Yeah. <laughs> I always laughed at that as a kid, too. He's got what, what toast and bacon and eggs and he's pancakes. Got man. And then he takes like two bites of tea cereal and he's done. <laughs> and then he's on his way. <laughs> <clears throat> Apparently, he has, okay. he, once he finally got the got a green light on the movie, apparently when they were trying to find a director, they gave him all these options that he didn't want. Yes, this is amazing. Really? Yeah, and he knew someone who had been in, uh, he was at a party, and someone who had been in Frank and Weenie, mm -hmm. directed by Tim Burton. Right. Uh, and Tim Burton had all this buzz from Frank and Weenie. She knew Shelley Duvall, and so between the two of them, they got a script to Tim Burton, because Shelley Duvall was in Frank and Weenie. And uh, yeah, got Tim Burton on board when he was like, <laughs> sort of like the hot kid director. And everybody yeah. Yeah. In front of him. Maybe that's and where think... the subtle creepiness comes from. It Maybe. Could be. And, and it's Burton's just amazing. It's just amazing that Tim Burton yeah. um, did that movie. And then Danny Elfman also did the, the score. Yeah, his first mm -hmm. movie score. Which is, yeah. which kind of explains a lot. <laughs> when, yeah. When you bring the movie, I mean, sometimes there's just so many elements that just come together so perfectly that um, it just makes this uh, I, I perfect kind of thing, you know, this, this creation that's that's emblazoned in our culture. <laughs> I want to see this movie this again after talking about yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's such an amazing movie. Oh my God, it's life changing. <laughs> yeah, I'm really like hyping it up. Yeah, it's, it's not that great. I mean, it's a great movie, but no. It was pretty influential <laughs> to me. And I mean, like, I don't think it would be, if, if Tim Burton hadn't been involved, I don't think it would be. It would oh, probably it, not. You know, kind of like the Cheech and Chong movies are like sort of infinitely forgettable because they're, they're just Cheech and Chong bits. Right. Right. You know? oh, exactly. Oh, sure. Yeah, Burton gave it a different feel. There's a different feel to it than I think I other think, directors would have had. Yeah, I think he kind of brought, I think a lot of that has to do with like set and design and oh, all of definitely. that. And it was all just yeah. so on point. Just yeah. surreal. So on point. Yeah. There's like a surrealness to it. And then like mm -hmm. the scene where he comes back where his bike is supposed to be chained up. Remember that? Where the... <laughs> The chain is busted. The bike's gone, and that clown is is waving and laughing. <laughs> yeah. like, that 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 millennial gal watching the movie, she's like, "This is horrifying." <laughs> yeah. Well, and there's that dream sequence with the clowns operating on the bike that is yeah. Like, oh yeah. 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 And large, and large Marge. Large Marge, the actual Marge. horror sequence in that movie. Yes, Large Marge. <laughs> and when they pulled the body from the wreckage. <laughs> it looked like the this. Fact that, that, the fact that that one gal is after him the whole movie, she just wants nothing more than Pee-wee, and he has no interest whatsoever. Yeah. Right? Oh, Dottie. 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 Dottie, yeah. I'm a rebel Dottie. Yeah. He's a loner. What do you I'm mean? a loner Dottie. Yes, I'm a loner Dottie. A rebel. A rebel. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, this is this is a bizarre bit of trivia, but um, you know, in the pet shop scene when he's saving the the pets from the uh -huh. oh mm -hmm. the fire, yeah. One of the dogs in there is a dog named Darla, who is 
Precious from uh, Silence of the Lambs. No way. No really? Way. Are you serious? And then wow. the next bizarre bit of trivia is then that dog is also in Batman Returns as one of the, the clown. It's a pink poodle. Mm-hmm. Huh, and, really? Uh, and that was that was Pee Wee's first movie or Paul Rubin's first movie after <clears throat> after the 91 scandal. He plays yeah. unspoken. He's uh, Penguin's dad in the flashback scene in the beginning. Wow, that dog must have lived a long life. Seriously. The dog got around. <laughs> Just, just picture dog in Hollywood. Picturing that dog being like some old jaded celebrity smoking cigar, <laughs> like uh, like how Eddie, yeah, kind of a Betty Davis, like how like how Eddie Murphy portrayed Gumby on Saturday Night Live, <laughs> kind of a prima donna, the biggest dog star <laughs> in the world, <laughs> but nobody knew. Dude, that scene in that movie. I say dude, and I know Andy's there, but I just say dude to say dude. But that scene when he when he gets pulled over with that fugitive, that is hysterical. It's probably, probably, it's probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Because he puts on that scarf. Like a girl. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the, the cop asks, I guess asked to see the whole outfit. So PB gets yeah. out of the car and turns around. Yeah. <laughs> the cop is so take a, yeah. Take a picture, it'll last you longer. <laughs> and then the funniest part of that scene is that when peewee gets back in the car the cop's gone all the drama's gone but he keeps a scarf on his head yeah he's into it yeah didn't the guy it. make a pass at him did the future make a pass at him he kind of laughs he kind of giggles at him okay of course, the classic, the the biker bar scene there, too. We, you, oh, yeah. Will you guys be quiet? I'm trying to use the phone. Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and incidentally, in one of those gong show appearances with John Paragon, he does the toe dance. So this really? is like, oh, yeah. I mean, his, oh, okay. his whole career is kind of just recycling different bits from this. this yeah. Infinite oh, character. Great. I love the part where he takes off. They 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 decide that he's awesome after he does that dance, and they give him one of their bikes, and he takes off. He takes off yeah. on the bike and goes out of control and drives straight through that sign in the background. <laughs> that, that scene, as funny as it is, it's so stupid because he goes in there. They're about to kill him, and then he does that dance, and that somehow rectifies everything. It fixes all. They're not mad anymore. They're entertained. Right. Now they love him. They think he's the shit. He charms them all. The magic of Pee-wee. Right. I remember I remember my dad laughing his ass off when (laughs) Pee-wee smashed his bike through the sign. (laughs) It's like there's no music to it or anything. It's just (laughs) he drives off into the distance and pow right through the sign. So good. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> well, right, right before that, right before that, the line of uh, "I say we let him go." Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in the crowd, yeah, in the bar, that's great. <laughs> yeah, so many. Just that script is so good, and that, yeah, and that's uh, Phil Hartman and and Paul Rubens co-wrote that together. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So yeah, now I'm going to have to watch it again. It's been too long. I'm going to have to find it, and I'm going to have to. Oh, watch it's it been now. forever. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, I saw it about two years ago with my daughter on the big, the big screen, and it was absolutely hysterical. I mean, from start to finish, that is a funny, funny movie. Yeah. 
And introduced I, so many concepts like the basement of the Alamo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. When are we going to get to see the basement? <laughs> was that was that Jan Hooks? That's Jan Hooks. The tour yeah. guide. Yeah. And she's got one of my favorite lines in the movie, which is, there are thousands and thousands of uses for corn, all of which I'll tell you about right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh God, I I never did see Big Top Pee Wee. I've seen bits and pieces of it. I never saw it. Was it any good? I think I've seen it, but I don't quite remember it. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, um, Valeria Galina's in it, and kind of Chris Christopherson. But yeah, it's not. It's it's Chris Christopherson is in it, right, Rusty? See, I have such little recollection of uh, a Big Top. Like, I mean, I like I said, I've only seen good. Okay, it's an old, yeah, Chris Christopherson is in it. Look at that. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's not nearly as good as Pee Wee's Big Adventure, <clears throat> and nor nor is the 2016 the Pee Wee's Big Holiday. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. Oh. I oh, I haven't seen the movie, but I saw that it exists. <laughs> I watched it. It's it's pretty funny. I mean, it's the the jokes are there, but it's like the magic of Tim Burton and all that is is not there. Gone. It's not there, and it's oh. obvious that it's not there. Yeah. Okay. Did, and, it, and it's pretty hard to top that movie anyway. Really. Did, I mean, once, God, it's just so good. Burton didn't do Big Top, did he? No. no, no. Okay. <clears throat> Somebody named Randall Kaiser, mm. who directed The Blue Lagoon. Look at that. Wow. And Grease. <laughs> he directed Grease? <laughs> wow. Apparently. The original one? Not Grease 2, but the original one? Not the original Grease. Oh. Nobody ever talks about the director of Greece. No. You're right. They don't. <laughs> Interesting little tidbit yeah, right there. It is. Yeah, big Yeah, channel. so I don't know what you guys because I was I think I was seven when 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 I first saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And so then when the Pee Wee's Playhouse came out, I was like right in the right age to be like not use it as a kid show, but like as a kind of comedy show. Hey. Yeah. A big kid oh, show. Okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> a big kid show, I guess. Yeah, a like, big kid show. Yeah. Because I think at that time it felt like very, I don't know, it was like kind of subversive television. Right. Mm -hmm. 1986 to 1990 on Saturday mornings, it was. Yeah. God, it was 86. Wow. It just seemed like it was so later. From what I read here, it said that Rubens had been suffering from burnout from playing Pee Wee full time. I could imagine. He's probably and going had, nuts. Had warned them that Pee Wee was temporary and that he had other ideas he wanted to do. I guess. Yeah, it would make you nuts if you were Pee Wee twenty four hours a day. My mm -hmm. God, that's too much. It's a lot to keep up, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It would you think you would start to, <laughs> you'd start to go a little cuckoo after a while? Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I think he did. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But, you know, he bounced back. Yeah. Um, well, and with the not appearing as himself, there was a lot of stuff like he he couldn't, he smoked and he couldn't be seen smoking. Oh, no. Right. Kids. No way. Okay. So just a lot of like small, <laughs> small quality of life issues. With yeah. Pee -wee. Com life complications. <laughs> life complications. And then, yeah, of course, you got to, you got to mention uh, Lawrence Fishburne as, as Cowboy Curtis. That's right. Yes. Yes. And the, wow, he was in Pandemonium. Yeah, and then I saw. Yeah, he was in a episode of Mork and Mindy as Pee Wee Herman. 
I thought that was weird. I, I, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, just that's what I had read that he was in a series or in an episode. I have not seen that. And I didn't realize he was in Pandemonium, which is a very obscure comedy movie, which I would be surprised if anybody has seen, even heard about. Does not ring a bell. Pandemonium? Yeah, it's like a, a camp movie um, with a killer on the loose. But it's a comedy. Hmm. Okay. Everybody has like rhyming names, <clears throat> like Andy, Randy, Mandy. So, so it's not the 1982 animated pandas in a race to recover the pyramid of power. <laughs> what? Uh, which is also called Pandemonium. This is another movie called Pandemonium. No. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cheerleader. That's right. They're cheerleaders. It's like a cheerleader summer camp kind of thing <laughs> it's it's funny it's stupid never mind i've already said too much about it it doesn't warrant that many words but apparently um bob keishan aka captain kangaroo was a big fan of peewee's playhouse really, really? That's wow. what it says okay. on, the, on the critical reception <laughs> point he said yeah. he he hailed the show's quoting here awesome production values and also added with the possible exception of the Muppets, you can't find such creativity anywhere on television. Hmm. Really? That's wow. cool. Well, he won a shit ton of Emmy awards. Like 15, I think 15 or something. Uh -huh. Yeah, for, for the Pee Wee Herman or Pee Wee's Playhouse. Editing, art direction, sound mixing, hairstyling, makeup. Wow, really? See, I didn't know that until I read that today, actually. That's pretty cool. Graphic title design. <clears throat> yeah, all the anime, I mean, you know, there were the the kind of canned claymation bits, but all of that, like, uh, all the graphic design animation is just incredible in that show. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For the time, especially, because it's not, you know, it's not computer. It's... Mm hmm Yep. Actual claymation. Yeah. It says many of the playhouse sets um, Ruben still owns. That's cool. Hmm. Wonder if he and the props. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Got him sitting around the house somewhere. Right. <clears throat> that would be really bizarre. Yeah. Well, so then, is it time to talk about the? Uh, I think we should. I think it's it, time. Have we have we gotten to that point that everyone wants to talk about, but nobody wants to bring up? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know it's coming sooner or later, so to speak. <laughs> Poor Pee Wee. <laughs> Oh, my God. I don't know how many jokes it sparked, but it was in 1991, yep, wasn't it? Yep, 91. And he stayed away from the public after for a while after it happened. Oh, a long time. Yeah. Almost like the entire decade. Yeah. Almost. He, he was done with the decade at that point. Yeah. Sarasota, well, Florida, this happened in. Yeah. Yes, yes. In an adult theater. Yep. Go Nobody on. Wants to, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pee Wee was making himself happy with a few other people at an adult movie theater. They were all arrested. Um, from what I'm reading, is this, is this true? Did he seriously say on Pee Wee Herman and then offer to do a children's benefit for the sheriff's office? I have no idea. Well, wow. I think that it's ended just... up happening. Like the charges were like he paid, you know, a $200 fine and then the charges were mostly dropped and he did. Uh, and he, he did. did. Okay. Wow. Really? Wow. 
I don't know if I remember that part of it. I remember when this happened, this is 91. So I was 21 years old. So I was like probably high every day. So this kind of cracked me up when it happened. And I wasn't like let down. And I didn't think of it in terms of, wow, Pee Wee's really letting us down. Uh, to me, it was more like, yeah, it's Pee Wee. You know, I kind of, <laughs> to me, I know that. It was like, it was hilarious. It was like it was hysterical. I was like, oh, let's see, July of ninety one. I would have been fourteen. Yeah, the the whole thing was hilarious <laughs> at the time. Yeah, it just made me giggle like crazy, man. Yeah, I mean, I saw that mugshot. It was like to another level. Paul Rubens. Murray. I don't know. I guess honestly, I don't think I was as shocked because um, what I was, I would have been you know, seven, you know, nineteen. Yeah, 19 okay. in 91. So you're close to my age then, yeah. Yeah, I don't think I was as shocked because I knew Pee Wee Herman wasn't, I knew, <laughs> I knew he was a little <laughs> bit more racier because as a kid, I did see the HBO special and I did oh, yeah. see him in all the Cheech and Chong movies. Right. That's kind of how my childhood was, yes. So I'd see him, Pee Wee wasn't Pee Wee, that Pee Wee was indeed a character and an actor, but you know, it didn't shock me, but it didn't make it any less funny or any yeah. less ironic, uh, you know, and all of the jokes that ensued right. after that with the name PB and the act he yeah. was caught doing and stuff like that. Well, God, there was one I can't even remember. I found some pretty cool high crude. school. There's high school pictures of him in here, too. Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. That's definitely <laughs> him. But one of the best jokes was him on the VMA Awards, right? Like, one of his few appearances directly after was he came out and said, anybody heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. His yeah. first public appearance, it was at the uh, the Video Music Awards. Yep. Yes, yeah. That's right. Heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> yeah. See, at that point, I was just, to me, I didn't want him to go away because this happened. A lot of people, I think, maybe saw it that way i didn't to me it was like okay it's peewee let's see some more peewee's big adventure stuff i want i still wanted more peewee herman you know after that it didn't change my opinion of, of him at all because like i said right. I, I kind of expected that kind of arrest i don't know that's the kind of shit <laughs> right. i expect I mean, yeah. herman to be doing in his off time yeah because you can't live that persona and then not eventually crack right exactly for being a, a human man you know <laughs> When you're when you have to publicly repress what you actually are for so right. long, which is, you know, you, you crack. You gotta do what I you gotta do. Totally agree. Yeah. <laughs> I remember uh about that time too when uh In Living Color came back on there in nineteen ninety-one <clears throat> when they did the whole Pee-wee thing where Jim Carrey played Pee-wee. <laughs> <laughs> and he was he was advertising the new peewee doll oh yeah it was dressed like peewee but it had like it it, it had the long hair and the beard <laughs> that's and it, great and then it, it came with like this this uh this turbo fast arm action thing <laughs> Like so, so little Pee Wee can beat his drum, you know, and then he <laughs> had a little toy drum in his hand, would sit there and <laughs> I remember that. I used to watch yeah. Living Color all the time, so I remember that. He did a pretty good but, Pee Wee, yeah. too. Jim Carrey he did. A pretty did. Good oh, uh, yeah, he did. But yeah, I'm just looking at his credits between 1990 
And, you know, there's a few in there. I mean, you've got Batman and you've got Matilda. He was in that buddy. So just a handful. Well, and Buffy was what I remembered as like him coming back to. And that was in 92. But so they got a. What was that? It makes you wonder that maybe if that wasn't, you know, filmed prior and then released at a later date. He claims I don't know. that because he kind of looks like his mugshot in that, and he claims that was intentional. Hmm. He asked okay. to look like his mugshot with the goatee and long hair. Oh wow, nice. Yeah. So apparently, a lot of his stuff got canceled, and there—I didn't realize there was so much celebrity <laughs> support for him. But apparently, a lot of people came out in support of him. Cindy Lauper, Annette Funicello, Jaja Gabor, Bill the one Cosby. that I love is the Bill Cosby Bill one. Cosby what on he said, right? Yes, and it's like, Ew. yeah, whole new meaning now. Yeah, right. The guy you don't want to come to your defense, <laughs> right. right? Right for sexual indecency <laughs> or shit like that. <laughs> also says the TV magazine A Current Affair, I remember that show, received tens of thousands of responses um, in which callers supported Rubens by nine to one ratio. Well, wow. he wasn't that hurting anybody. Right. No, he wasn't not. fucking hurting anybody. So, oh. yeah, it's weird. It's kind of gross. But, you know, people do it. Yep. And it's like he wasn't hurting anybody. He, he wasn't, wasn't even hurting himself. It wasn't like he was, you know, buying kitty porn or something porn like that. Or some shit. Yeah. Right, exactly. So I hate the fact that, you know, in retrospect, Rubens didn't give inter- even interviews for years, mm-hmm. long time, or appear on talk shows. That, you know, that sucks. Yeah. Looking back on that, because it didn't have to go that way, and it shouldn't have. It just kind of reminds me of how <laughs> how people whine about cancel culture now. It's like, when you look back, it's like, quote unquote, cancel culture has been happening for a really fucking long, long time. time. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally agree. Yeah. But... E- you got to look at it. It was probably, I don't know, the best thing that maybe could have happened to him if he was trying to break out of that that stereotype and that mold um, yeah. that he had set yeah. for himself as Pee Wee. I mean, there was there's really no going back from that into a way that it had been prior. So right, true. Yeah, you almost think it was like a subconscious intent mm-hmm. to get caught. Yeah. And and now you have the public know Paul Rubens. I mean, that definitely put his name before Kiwi, I think. Oh, for sure. At that point, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In a way, I don't know if, I don't know that he saw it that way or if um, maybe he feels after everything kind of blew over and and settled down that maybe that was a better um, thing for him. But he's been in um, stuff since. Mm Mm-hmm. And is I think he's a good actor. He's he's pretty decent. And then you've also got the whole novelty kind of behind it. Oh man, that's Pee Wee Herman. And right. And the one example that I can think of in the movie is Blow. The good from movie. Two thousand one. Yeah. yeah. Johnny, with Depp. Johnny yeah. Depp and True story. the story of the I forget the dude's name, but I can't co- either. Cocaine smuggling and <clears throat> him playing the effeminate hairdresser. He does a good um, job. Really good job. He's excellent. You know, it's Bobcat funny. Goldthwaite's in that movie too. Oh my which god, is really he good. Is yes. that yeah, right. that's so great. Mm. It's funny. Rusty had mentioned when um, when he went on the VMA awards and said heard any good jokes lately. What's funny is after that he did appear as Peely once in 1992. This is really funny. It was uh, at the Grand Ole Opry. It was a tribute to Minnie Pearl, 
the fuck is Pee Wee Herman doing at a tribute for Minnie? Wow. Well, <laughs> it just killed me. It's so obscure. Apparently they were friends because he, okay. he talked about like how <clears throat> there aren't that many people who are only their character. Yeah. Yeah. And so like, he has to be friends with like her and Elvira and like people who are, you know, kind of trapped in their character. They're trapped right. in their characters. Makes sense. Yeah, it makes total sense. It's like a support group. Yeah. By the way, for those who have not seen Blow, see it. It's a good movie. Oh, it's, it's so great. Really good. Yeah. Johnny, I'm sorry. Johnny Depp is like so fucking hot in that movie. <laughs> I said it, but he <laughs> is. He's really fucking hot in that movie. It's great. I didn't mean Andy coming out team Johnny Depp over here. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little bit. Just a little bit. My favorite, though, my favorite Johnny Depp movie is Once Upon a Time in Mexico. He's even hotter in that movie. So <laughs> he looked oh, good my. in the trial. What? Yeah, <laughs> he did. He didn't look yeah, good he trial. did. <laughs> what? Even with his eyes gouged out, you like him, Andy? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> what was the whole schmeal then in after Blow came out? Uh, there was because there was like some pornography arrest or yeah, something. Yeah, there was. Like, yes, November two thousand two. Wow. I thought I thought somebody said it had something to do with kitty porn or something. There was that was the investigation. They were looking into that. It turns out there were dozens of photographs, uh, but they were not. They were they weren't child porn. So so it's, I guess the charges were dropped. Okay. Does anybody know? Yeah. I have I didn't Something even know like there that. was another arrest or investigation or anything. So Yeah, it was after Blow came out cuz yeah, he was having yeah. a he was like having a comeback. I remember seeing him on what was it on the being interviewed on like the Tonight Show or something like that after Blow mm-hmm. came out. And then short a short time later this whole thing came out. Oh my god, that's right cuz also investigated was Jeffrey Jones from um Ferris Bueller. Yeah, that was apparently that's how it happened. Is that Jeffrey Jones investigation? Yeah, uh, somebody referenced Paul Rubens. Oh, the the principal. Yes. Principal. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, his career sort of faded at that point. But it says the DA looked at Rubens because there was a search warrant and everything for his house. Apparently, acting on a tip. But the DA apparently looked at Rubens' collection, computer, found no grounds of bringing felony charges against him. So, interesting. So that's. <laughs> And, and, if, and then, bizarre footnote. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm sorry, I'm reading, but it was the description of these items was inaccurate and claimed the objects were Rob Lowe's sex videotape and a right. few 30 to 100 old kitsch collectible images. So, <laughs> the Rob Lowe's and, sex videotape. And who didn't have the Rob Lowe's? <laughs> right. I mean, exactly. it was a staple in every home video collection. <laughs> Everybody had that. What are we going to do tonight? Ah, why don't we throw on the low sex video? All right. <laughs> Pop some popcorn. Oh, that was a thing before uh, before the online stuff. Because were, were they underage? Or was one of them underage? Oh, I believe so, that's yeah. Right, I think so. yeah. Yes. That's right. Because I think there was two two girls at the same time, wasn't there? Correct. Yeah. One was like 17 or something. Just Yep, just under the... Just yeah, exactly. underage. Right. That's crazy. Mm. And then look what look look where he went. I mean, it looks like so, it looks so like working. I, I thought all those charges were dropped, but it looks like in two thousand four, charges were dropped in exchange for his guilty plea. Um, so for the next three years, he was uh, had to register 
to the sheriff's office. It couldn't be in the company of kids. Uh, wow, geez, I didn't Rob know Lowe? that. Wow. Rob no, Lowe? Rubens. Rubens, no, Rubens. really? Yeah, yeah. Rubens later stated he was a collector of uh, erotica, including films and muscle magazines, and a sizable collection of uh, mostly homosexual vintage erotica. Didn't know any of that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Interesting guy, that Pee-wee. Uh, one of the, okay, one of them was 16. Oh, um, that sounds about right. Okay. I was going to say 16, 17. Yeah, uh, something like that. 1988. Is that what year it was? Okay. He said the incident changed his life. Well, he, he was able to move past it. You know, R. Kelly, certainly that became his life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, far anymore worse, today. Worse. I mean, I, and I don't say this as a judgment one way or the other, but, um, well, you see, but Kevin Spacey didn't get away with it. Um, right, right. Who else? <laughs> well, God, um, Roman Polanski can't even come here. Right, yeah. <laughs> He's not even allowed but, in the U.S. Yet stars still clamor to him to do movies with him. <laughs> No. Just so weird to me. Roman right. Polanski, yay! Yeah, <laughs> I know. Seriously, same thing with Woody Allen too. It's just bizarre, but yeah, they're good filmmakers. When's the last time they made a film, though? True, <laughs> that's true. You gotta, you gotta wonder. They were right. They were good filmmakers. And coasting for a while, right? <laughs> what have you done for me lately? Right. <laughs> <clears throat> Yeah. We'll overlook this, uh, yeah, this stuff if you make a good movie, but <laughs> right, <laughs> we won't like it. But <laughs> well, we'll Scarlett Johansson, we'll get paid. Scarlett Johansson has done a movie with him and loves him to death. She's like a huge Woody Allen fan, and apparently, when asked about her, Woody Allen said she's quote sexually overwhelming. And they asked her how she felt about the statement. She said she was a little confused and uncomfortable with it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is such a bizarre thing to say, though. She's like, right. oh, well, change my mind about what he's <laughs> <laughs> oh, she's just she's 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 sexually overwhelming. Exactly. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I have anything else. I, I yeah, think I, I don't do really have anything else except for the fact that I want to see Pee-wee's Big Adventure again. Oh, dude, yeah, see me it, too. see it, dude. Brianna and I laughed the whole fucking time. I mean, I don't know that there was a scene we were not laughing. It holds up. It's gotta. Yeah, it really does. The scene with the well, neighbor, the neighbor kid. I can't remember the kid's name. <laughs> um, yeah, the big kid, Francis. 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 Francis yes. Who later played John Wayne Gacy and did a pretty good job. Oh, wow. That was him. Yeah, it was him. And wow. one of the Gacy movies, yeah. Wow. Apparently, Corey Feldman was up for that role, but didn't, didn't get it. So. <laughs> the neighbor kid? Yeah, uh, Francis. Really? Wow. Seriously? I okay, thought you I meant John that. Wayne Gacy. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yeah. Corey well, Feldman? I think it makes really? better sense that it wasn't an actual kid. I think the the fact that it was another man-child. Grown man? Oh, yeah. yeah. Makes it hysterical. I agree. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, if it had been a kid, it wouldn't have been that funny. But no. the fact that it was a grown-ass man made it hilarious. Yeah. Well, I think that about does it. Um, for our episode on Pee Wee Herman. It was a lot of fun uh, thinking back and reminiscing uh, about Pee Wee's Big Adventure and all of the other stuff that uh, Paul Rubens did and as Pee Wee. And uh, yeah, if you haven't seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, 
you Check have it out. to see it. It's, Absolutely. It's, great. it's funny. You won't be mad. You know, it's, it's dumb. Oh, incredibly but it's funny. Yeah, I mean, and it's yeah. entertaining. I mean, the whole the plot, yeah, the plot so. of the movie is the guy's bike gets stolen. I mean, to turn that into a two-hour adventure is something else. Across the fucking country. <laughs> not <laughs> to, across the country to find a bicycle. But I love the fact that he's so into that bike, by the way, that when it gets stolen or whatever, and he's meeting with all these people in that basement or whatever ever it was, he is so pissed and so put yeah. off. And he's like not being sweet to anybody anymore. He's just mad. And it's like it's all because of the bike. Another, right. Uh, another quotable line. <laughs> what does it all mean? I don't know. No, no. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of like a conspiracy yeah. board map thing, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> nice. And knitting. And knitting. <laughs> and knitting. <laughs> See, this is, this is all, right. all slowly coming back to me now. Okay. All yeah, right. I, I know. Yeah, we're going to just absolutely, we're just going to narrate the whole movie. Don't, Pretty much. You know, that's basically what it is. It just I keeps gotta, coming back. I got to and... mention one more scene I'm going to mention, and that's the fact that when they make the movie about Pee-wee's Big Adventure, James Brolin is the actor <laughs> cast yes. as Pee-wee. Yes, which is and so Morgan, Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild. Morgan Fairchild is Dottie. 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 Yeah, that's right. yep. And, and Pee-wee Herman plays the hotel clerk. Thank oh my Mr. god, Herman. that's funny yep. shit. Yep. Mr. Herman. It's great. You gotta see it. Oh. Yep, absolutely. All right, well, thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Those 80s Kids Remember. Remember to check us out on Facebook, on Twitter, on Patreon. You can find us there where you can access additional content in the form of Afterthoughts with Craig and Brian. You can get that for a very very, very small monthly fee or donation or subscription if you should so choose to do that. Um, also check us out on our website, those80skids.com. You can stream um, our episodes uh, live there. Or you can, of course, download those 80s kids that are those 80s kids remember podcast. I'm sorry. Um, from uh, anywhere where you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, uh, wherever audible we're, we're pretty much there so check us out look for us so thank you again for joining us today and thank you for your support for those 80s kids remember i'm andy i'm brian i'm greg and i'm rusty those 80s kids are andy lane brian lundberg craig dillon and rusty daddy music by atokada Third-party clips used within are the sole property of their respective owners. Those 80s Kids Remember podcast is a production of those80skids.com, 2021, all rights reserved.